Well, look who's here. I got your message. 9 a.m., airstrip office. Don't wear loafers. Yeah, I'm liking this whole retro look you got going on. I didn't know Ed Hardy made winter coats. It was very cool in high school. Maybe tomorrow I'll get to see you in a velvet tracksuit? Are you done criticizing my teenage wardrobe? Because I think you owe me an apology. For what? You lied about your truck being broken. Why would I lie about that? That wasn't a denial. Does it really matter? Did you or did you not trick me into going to the Christmas cookie fundraiser so that Mrs. Cole could guilt trip me in front of the whole town? Okay, yes. You caught me. But in my defense, I thought it would be a victimless crime. How was I supposed to know a Christmas cookie fundraiser would turn into a straight-up riot? Still waiting on that apology. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Here, I brought you a peppermint mocha. Because I'm a nice guy. Oh, you went to the bakery this morning. Noelle ratted me out, didn't she? There are no secrets in Northern Pines. <laughs> you should know that by now. Mm, you'd be surprised. So, what are we flying today? I think you should get trained up on this plane. It's Cessna a- Cessna 185. I know. According to your flight log, it's what you had the most experience flying in. Yeah. This is my plane. I waited tables for three years saving up for it. Do you two want a minute alone together? <laughs> Shut up. Walter went out of his way to keep this plane in good shape. Regular tune-ups, flew it twice a week. Never once used it for a job. I always wondered about that. And yet, he never once visited Phoenix. We don't have to talk about him. Are we starting with ground school, or are we actually flying today? I think we should fly. You're clearly experienced, and we've only got a few days before Christmas Eve, but one thing at a time. First, we need to- Do a pre-flight. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. Check the fuel, check the oil, look for any loose rivets, rust, tears in the metal. Yes, but first we need to talk about the incident that made you stop flying. Your boyfriend didn't tell you about it? He was there, along with the rest of the town. Not that it's any of your business, but Trevor's not my boyfriend. Does he know that? Right now we're talking about you, not Trevor, okay? It's not much of a story. I got my pilot's license the second I turned 17. My dad let me do the festival of flight that year. I was all set to fly, but something went wrong during the takeoff. I ran out of runway and took out at least 10 spruces in the gazebo that used to be over there. Wrecked the plane, humiliated my family, ruined the Forrester legacy. And according to Trevor, I tripled the cost of the town's event insurance. I was wondering what happened to that gazebo. Noel said you've only been here five years. That gazebo was long gone before you got here. I've seen pictures. Lots of gazebo pictures at the Historical Society. I didn't realize you were so interested in the town's history. <laughs> it's kind of my life. So the night you crashed, was there a mechanical issue with the plane? Was it weather? High winds? Clouds? Snow? That all makes a difference. No, nothing like that. What do you think went wrong? What you said. The adrenaline. The danger. It... It probably got to me. How do you feel now? What do you mean? We're about to get into this plane. Does that bring anything up for you? Are you scared, upset, angry? I agreed to flight lessons, not a therapy session. Men have feelings too, you know. It's not just a woman thing. Honestly, I feel fine. Then what are we waiting for?
We'll start with taxiing and see how that goes. I'll only take over if you ask me to or if I notice a safety issue. Sound good? Okay. Go ahead and give it some power. Watch that rudder. You're veering to the right. There you go. Right down the middle. It's starting to come back to me. I can tell. Nice turn. You look like you've been flying for years. I feel good. Really good. Do you want to try taking off? Why not? I'll jump in if you need me. Perfect setup. Go ahead and ease it into the air. You want me to take over? No. Then get her up, Calvin. You don't want to get much closer to those trees. I can do this. Do you want me to take over? No. Calvin, buddy, it's now or never. I'm taking over. You're okay. I'm right here next to you. We're not going to hit any trees or gazebos today. I won't let that happen. Don't be scared. I'm not scared. Tell that to your heart. There's no way you heard my heart over that airplane engine. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Lots of pilots are afraid of getting in a wreck. It comes down to one of two things. You don't trust the plane or you don't trust yourself. Which is it? Neither. Is it me? Because if you don't trust me enough to tell me what you're feeling, this isn't going to work. None of that scares me. This isn't about your accident, is it? I don't know. That's the problem. I, I don't know what stops me. You're the pilot whisperer. I think you do know, but the bigger issue right now is you don't trust me. You haven't exactly given me many reasons to trust you. Would it help if I shared something personal with you? It's worth a try. There's this place I fly to when I want to be alone. It's where I feel safe, and it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. I can fly us there. You can sit back and enjoy the view. We should get used to being up in the air anyway. Do you want to go? Do I want to go to a remote, undisclosed location with a stranger who lied about her truck and pulled a gun on me? I mean, I'll file a flight plan. You don't have to make it sound so serial killery. That's what all serial killers say. I haven't murdered anyone in a very long time. Promise. All right, let's go. awfully quiet over there. Doing okay? Wow. Is that a good wow or a bad wow? It's just... wow. I forgot what Alaska looks like from all the way up here. A regular winter wonderland? Yeah. I'm gonna land now. Are you still good? Is there a place to land out here? There is in the wintertime. You see that lake down there? It's frozen solid. Whose hunting cabin is that to the left of the lake? Mine. I don't use it for hunting anymore. I'm gonna grab something from my cabin. I'll be right back. Is this place only accessible by plane? There's an old logging road off Evergreen Highway that'll get you here, but if there's any snow in the forecast, forget about it. It's impassable. You could try it on a snow machine, but it would be a long, cold trip. It feels like we're the only people on the planet. I know. Isn't it great? What are you doing with that axe? And that rope? You're gonna help me cut down a Christmas tree, of course. I still haven't gotten one this year. It won't take long, promise. Oh, 
Okay. For a second there, I, I thought... I know exactly what you thought, city boy. People in Alaska use axes and ropes for activities other than murdering. I didn't actually think you were going to murder me. Good. Because you were starting to hurt my feelings. Hey, what about that tree? It's a nice looking one. Mm, no. What's wrong with it? Nothing. It's just not the right one. Oh, uh, okay. How'd you find this place? Um, I don't know if I should tell you. Just tell me. I had to do an emergency landing on that lake. <laughs> That's comforting. It was a total freak thing. I was on a job and my fuel gauge froze, but I didn't know it. It looked like I had gas when I didn't. You ran out of gas while in the air? Yeah. But how beautiful is this place? Silver lining. I can't believe Trevor's okay with you being a bush pilot. I, I wouldn't want my girlfriend risking her life flying around the backcountry for a few days' pay. Wow, do you hear yourself when you talk? I'm being honest. You're being condescending. You think you're the one taking all the risk, but that risk is felt exponentially by everyone who has ever loved you. So I'm supposed to not do what I love most in the world because of the feelings of other people? You want to know how many hours I spent staring at the airstrip, wondering when my dad was coming home? Danny would wake up in the night thinking she heard dad's airplane. If you want to be a bush pilot forever, fine. But if you ever decide to have a family or a relationship, I'd rethink your career Thank you choice. for your concern, but I don't remember asking you for your permission, Thomas. Who's Thomas? What? You called me Thomas. For the second time. Oh, I meant Calvin. But you said Thomas. Who is he? He's nobody. No, he's definitely somebody. Thomas Forrester. He's your great-great-grandfather. Give or take a great. Look, if you don't want to tell me, that's fine. Just say so. It's none of my business if you're seeing someone on the side. Trevor's a big boy. Can you stop talking about Trevor for five seconds? Trevor and I are not a couple. And if we were, I wouldn't be seeing anyone on the side. What kind of person do you think I am? I don't know. That's the point. We're basically strangers. Don't get me wrong. I trust you to fly a plane. It's obviously you're a good pilot. But you are one big question mark. Bush pilots are all the same. You keep people at arm's length just like my dad. I bet that's why you two got along so well. You probably never talked about anything important. This was a dumb idea. I'll take you home. Hey. Hey, come back. I, I shouldn't have said all that. Just because you didn't get along with Walter doesn't mean you have to take it out on me. I know. I'm sorry. That was way out of line. It's okay. Let's find you a tree. We don't have to. What in particular are we looking for? Any special criteria? Not really. Come on. Tell me. You were really excited about this a minute ago. My one and only rule is that it's got to fit in the plane. So, three feet or less. Oh, at least four feet. Last year, I fit a seven-foot tree in there. Granted, I've never flown a tree with a person in the co-pilot seat, but we'll make it work. You come here every year to cut down a tree alone? And that's so bizarre to you because... why? I'm a woman? I need a man to help me with a tree? That needs to stop. Right now. I get it. You don't need anyone to take care of you. You've made that clear. I have a lot of respect for women. My sister's a big reason our company's doing so well. I guess I have been kind of defensive. 
the last guy I dated was sort of traditional. You know, women shouldn't work, women need to cook, and so we fought about that a lot. When was the last time you dated? The 1950s? It's been a while. What I meant was, what's the point of having Christmas traditions if you don't do them with people you love? Maybe that's why I dragged you out here. I'm glad you did. I'm not trying to pick fights with you. I think I'm taking my dad's death a lot harder than I thought I would. I understand. What about that tree? Mm, no. What's wrong with it? It's bushy, nice, straight trunk. It's perfect. I'll know it when I see it. All right. Whoa! Easy. It's icy here. Are you okay? You caught me. Yeah, you slipped. I've got at least a hundred pounds in you, and you caught me like it was nothing. <laughs> Adrenaline, or something. You're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> um... Thank you. So beautiful. Did I even exist before this moment? You are everything that I never knew I wanted in this life. What? Is it possible to love someone too much? Because I feel like I love you more than my body can contain. Oh my goodness, Calvin, stop. Do not kiss me. Oh! I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to drop you. You were saying really intense stuff, and I can't let you kiss me. Not like that. No, uh, I'm, I'm the one who should be sorry. I, I don't know what came over it's me. It's not your fault. Trust me. It's my fault. All my fault. I promise I wasn't trying to be creepy. I'm not that guy. I'm telling you, it's me. I, I, I do this thing that makes people want to kiss me, and sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. You do a thing that makes people want to kiss you? Must be a real curse. That came out wrong. Are we okay? I promise that won't ever happen again. You, you don't have to make any promises. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable around me. It's fine. We got swept up in the moment. Hey, Calvin, look. Behind you. Turn around slowly. Haven't seen one of those in a while. A reindeer. When they're wild, they're called caribou. But when it's Christmas time, they're called reindeer. I'm not gonna argue with a woman holding an axe. And look what he's standing right next to. A tree? Not a tree. The tree. That's the one. It's the perfect Christmas tree. Saved by the boo. I take it things didn't go well with the flight lesson. It started out okay. I saw his takeoff. For a minute there, I thought he was going to pull it off. I know. It was a bummer. I really don't want to have to use my vampire voice on him to make him fly. If I were you, I'd start with that first thing tomorrow. Nothing less than mind control will get that boy flying again. Something happened to him, and he won't talk to me about it. I'm sure you've heard about his accident during the Festival of Flight a few years back. I get the sense that it's something else. Do you have any idea what it could be? I think you're making something out of nothing. Just do the mind control and call it a day. Do you 
think we're too closed off. Like, emotionally. Huh? Calvin said the reason you and me get along so well is because we don't talk about anything important. We talk about airplanes. Airplanes are important. And we talk about the weather. That's very important. I know, right? What else is there to talk about? Calvin and I almost kissed today. Oh, no, 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 no way. I don't do relationship advice. Ask your girlfriends about that. I'm not asking for advice. I know what I should do, or rather, not do. I'm only bringing this up because you need to know about this thing called vampire glamour. Vampire glamour? It's when you're a vampire and you have feelings for someone, sometimes you can... I know all about the birds and the bees, Abby. Trust me, I was married, got two kids. Ew! No, that's not at all what I'm talking about. And what are you trying to tell me? As a vampire, you can, like, make people want you. Want you? Like, in a romantic way. Oh, this is so much more awkward than I thought it would be. You're saying you did that to my boy? On accident. I doubt he minded. Walter! Consent. It's a thing. Besides, it wasn't real. Could have been. It wasn't. He was saying all kinds of weird, lovey-dovey things. Listen, if you and Calvin want to kiss each other, you're grown adults. And I don't need to hear about it. Ever. Calvin is a grown adult, and I'm a 200-year-old vampire. So I'd say it's a little more complicated than that. And then there's Trevor, and we had a moment in his car, and I, I told him I liked him, and... Abby! What are you doing? Haven't you heard the saying, don't bite the hand that feeds you? We've only got one doctor in this town giving out blood. And you've got this no biting rule. I don't know what I'm doing. I've gone a century without letting anyone in and now it's happening all at once. I can't believe I'm saying this. Do you want my advice? Yes. You know how I learned to fix airplanes? First, I broke a lot of airplanes. It's only when you've got something broken that you can learn to fix it. Is this a metaphor, or...? You'll never stop breaking things. You just fix it and move on. So, am I the broken airplane in this scenario, or am I the mechanic? Every now and then, you end up with an airplane that you wrecked so badly, there's no fixing it. Those planes you use for parts to fix other planes. Is Calvin the airplane you broke and couldn't fix? Yeah, I suppose he is. I don't understand what happened with you two. The man he says you are is not at all the man I know you to be. Sure, you're a little rough around the edges, but you were my first friend when I moved to Northern Pines. You gave me a job, and I love hanging out with you in the hangar and working on planes and drinking bad coffee. You've always been there for me. You reminded me a lot of my son. I suppose I wanted to be better for you. That's the secret to becoming a vampire. Love. The vampire blood you drank before you crashed my plane. My blood? It only worked because there was enough of a connection between us. You really took a gamble on that. I don't gamble. I know what family feels like. We don't have to sit around singing kumbaya to know it. What about the other part? The vampire has to be there the moment the person dies. No doubt in my mind, you'd be there. Are you ever going to tell me how you knew how to become a vampire? Uh, a hunch. <laughs> you're so full of it. I'll tell you when you're older. Maybe on your 300th birthday. 
I wish Calvin knew you like I know you. He's my one and only regret, but he made me a better man. If he knew me now, I believe things would be different. Maybe you'll get the chance. It would take a miracle. Well, it is Christmas. Knock, knock. Who do we have here? Calvin Forrester. I see you're here for your aviation medical. No. Oh no, absolutely not. I'm here to see Dr. Evans. I am Dr. Evans. No, your dad is Dr. Evans. My dad is retired. I took over his practice a few years back. You've got to be kidding me. Let me put it to you this way. I'm the only doctor for miles, and it's three days before Christmas. If you want your pilot's license renewed, I've got to examine you. This is so weird. It's only weird if you make it weird. Let's just get this over with. First, I'll need you to remove your pants. What? <laughs> just kidding. It's not that kind of exam. That's not funny. Normally, that gets a laugh. Bedside manner and all that. I find that very hard to believe. Hold out your wrist. I'll check your pulse. Okay. Oh, dear. What? 125 beats per minute. A bit high for a resting heart rate. Are you under a lot of stress? I wasn't until you walked in. Calvin... I can't clear you to fly unless you relax. Do you need a minute? No. This is going to be a bit cold. What? The stethoscope. I need to listen to your lungs. Apologies, but it has to be under the shirt. You better clear me to fly after this. Big breath in for me. And another. And another. And one more for good measure. Are you enjoying this? All good doctors enjoy their work. Are we done? I have to take your blood pressure. Huh. Do you have a history of high blood pressure? No. Well, it's high right now. Too high. So, what do we do? We wait five minutes and try again. You're just going to sit here with me? Yeah, you're my last appointment of the day. Everyone's gone. I could either sit in here or wait in the hall. It's no big deal. I've had to do this with Walter a few times. What if it's still high in five minutes? Then I'll probably wait another five minutes and try again. Despite what you might think, I want you to fly in the festival. It means a lot to this town. I know how much it means to everyone. How'd the flight lesson go today? Abby didn't tell you about it? No. She didn't mention anything that happened during it? Did something happen at the flight lesson? <sighs> okay, I have to ask, what's the deal with you two? What do you mean? Are you together? Why? If you two are a thing, I'll back off. You'll back off? <laughs> Flight lessons must be going very well. Why won't you answer the question? Abby and I aren't together, but I'm her friend. And I don't want to see her get hurt. I won't hurt her. Sure. I think we can take my blood pressure now.
Mrs. Cole, what are you doing out here? I just closed up the office, but if you need an appointment... I wanted to ask if Kelvin is cleared to fly. I heard he was here earlier today. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't give out that information. Doctor-patient confidentiality. You wouldn't want me to do anything illegal now, would you? It's only illegal if you get caught. I'm sure Calvin would be happy to tell you whatever you want to know. I stopped by the airstrip for that very reason, but Abby and Calvin were gone. Why did you give him a call? Uh, now, if there's nothing else... Have you noticed any unusual injuries lately? I'm not sure what you're asking. Punctures on the neck or wrist, patients with unexplained memory loss? What's this about? I was going through the archives at the Historical Society, and I couldn't help but notice the striking resemblance between Kelvin and Thomas. Well, they are related. Then I stumbled across some pages from Thomas Forrester's journal. Walter was gracious enough to let me make copies a while back. Thomas Forrester kept a journal? He certainly did. Very detailed. And the things he wrote about would make your skin crawl. We've all heard the local legends of creatures that survived off the blood of humans. According to his journal, Thomas believed he had met one of these monsters, a vampire. People were a lot more superstitious back then. They didn't have access to the science we have today. If anyone comes in with a mysterious injury, will you let me know? First of all, no. Once again, it is illegal for me to disclose any information about my patients. And second of all, this is nonsense. Vampires aren't real, Mrs. Cole. You can't possibly think they are. I'll find out one way or another. Nothing stays secret for long. Not in Northern Pines. Good night, Mrs. Cole. I look forward to seeing you and your date Abigail at the Christmas banquet tomorrow. You mean Abby? That's what I said. That was definitely not what you said. A Very Vampire Christmas was written and produced by Julie Hopkins, starring Garth Remington, Todd Kazinka, Christina Roxy, John Bratton, and Julie Hopkins. Thanks for listening. Tune in each week for new episodes and follow us on TikTok at Vampire Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>